Hello and welcome to Basel Tov, the courage and creativity of ADHD. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And we are here to discuss something that we probably should have discussed in the first place, but we've kind of <laughs> delayed on this. It's ADHD subtypes. Yay! Woo-hoo! So <laughs> we so exciting. Ex- <laughs> so exciting. We had explained um, just kind of in passing early on in our, I think it was our very first episode that all three of us have a different ADHD subtype. And that's why we all experience things slightly differently. So there are certain people who've been listening to us wondering, why Why is it that I don't relate to Jen very well? Why is it that I relate to Ellen super well, but not Jen or Annette? Um, well, it's because we're all slightly different. Um, so our ADHD symptoms are presenting on different ends of a spectrum, if you will. Um, so we're going to be talking about what constitutes each ADHD subtype, who is corresponding with which of these, and then what experiences we have that can kind of illustrate this or like, how does this make us feel in everyday life um, so that people can, you know, be aware of how it might actually play out in real time. So yeah, this this might help people who are like, I feel like I have ADHD, but I don't really know exactly what type. Maybe this will be helpful with helping someone narrow it down a little bit if they can relate to our experiences. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So stay tuned. So yeah, (laughs) party time. (laughs) So um, Annette, I know you've got a ton of information about ADHD. There's three main subtypes, which are the inattentive and impulsive t- or no the in- the inattentive type the combined type and then the hyperactive and in- and impulsive type correct yes yes I barely got that and, out <laughs> uh, yeah and so as uh, if you think of ADHD as an umbrella all three of these different subsects fall under the one umbrella with the uh, inattentive type i'm going to read what uh, the National Institute of Mental Health says about these three, there's three ways to uh, kind of pull apart and separate ADHD. And that's inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. And so you can be inattentive and still be very impulsive. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) Yes. And uh, you can be hyperactive and not be impulsive. So um, there's these three different subjects and inattention means a person may have difficulty staying on task, sustaining focus and staying organized. And these problems are not due to defiance or lack of comprehension. Hyperactivity means a person may seem to move about constantly, including in situations when it is not appropriate or excessively fidgets, taps or talks. In adults, hyperactivity may mean extreme restlessness or talking too much. Impulsivity. Impulsivity means a person may act without thinking or have difficulty with self-control. Impulsivity could also include a desire for immediate rewards or the inability to delay gratification. An impulsive person may interrupt others or make important decisions without considering long-term consequences. Oh, I feel so so called out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's so there's these three kind of main groups under ADHD and how you relate to each one. And so each of us have a different subsect. Uh, As much as I can relate to some of the uh, the what do you what do you want to say? I, sp- I have to speak two languages every day. I always forget. Uh, That's fine. Uh, I speak one language and I do that. <laughs> yeah. So you're still, you're doing okay. Um, Inattentive? Features. There we go. Oh, features. Yeah, it, no, features. Features. Okay. So as much ah. as I can identify with some of the features of the inattentive type, I tend to present mainly as hyperactive with impulsive with impulsivity and uh ellen on the other hand 
she <laughs> tends to relate more with the impulsivity or, and she's inattentive. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Jen is just a combination of fuck all. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a fuck A little stew. bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, <you're> a <laughs> <laughs> she's a spicy one. Totally. Yeah. So I guess, um, so I guess because you're a combination type, Jen, you're going to mm -hmm. go last because okay. you kind of have, uh, you know, both yeah. sides. Yeah, we'll so build we'll go on ahead it. And I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and list the, uh, the uh, main symptoms of people who have inattentive ADHD. And Ellen, you can tell us how you relate to these. All okay? right, I will, I will try to so, focus. <laughs> so very quickly, <laughs> I'm going to run over this very quickly. Okay, so one, overlook and miss details and make seemingly careless mistakes in schoolwork, at work, or during other activities. Mm -hmm. Two, have difficulty sustaining attention during play or tasks such as conversations, lectures, or lengthy readings like this one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Number three, not seem to listen when spoken to directly. Number four, find it hard to follow through on instructions or finish schoolwork, chores, or duties in the workplace or may start tasks, but lose focus and get easily sidetracked. Next, have difficulty organizing tasks and activities, doing tasks in sequence, keeping materials and belongings in order, managing time and meeting deadlines. Next, avoid tasks. I'm not saying this is you, but I'm, I'm looking at you. Yes. <laughs> Avoid tasks that require sustained mental effort, Ugh. such as homework or for teens and older adults preparing reports, completing forms, or reviewing lengthy papers. Ugh, barf. <laughs> Lose things necessary for tasks or activities, such as school supplies, pencils, books, tools, wallets, Keys, paperwork, eyeglasses, and cell phones. I'm still, I'm still not looking at you, man. <laughs> and uh, wow, two more. Uh, be easily distracted by unrelated thoughts or stimuli. Yes. And last, squirrel. Be forgetful in daily activities such as chores, errands, returning calls, and keeping appointments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how that list uh fits into your daily experience my god what was number one again <laughs> <laughs> overlook or miss details and oh, make shit. seemingly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. careless mistakes so i will say uh yeah absolutely unless it's unless it's something that i'm really into i'm gonna miss details you know like my hobby is uh, baking and like cake decorating, cookie decorating. I don't even recognize myself sometimes when I'm doing this because I turn into this total OCD perfectionist, like must get everything <laughs> right. You know, like that is not me in the rest of my life. Uh, if yeah, if there's something boring, um, I'm going to miss details on it for sure. <laughs> yeah. How about sustaining attention? Say, ugh. Yeah. No, again, again, if it's if it's something boring, I'm gone. My brain is elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Not seem to listen to to uh, uh listen when spoken to. Yeah, yeah. Not seem to listen or not listen cuz it's usually Not both. seem to listen. Oh, it's both. <laughs> it depends. You know, I really have I I like that rule that you've made with your kids, you know, you got they got to make sure you're looking at them when they're asking you a question or else you might not be fully listening to what they're saying. That's definitely me. If if I'm not focused on if if someone just says something and I don't realize they're talking to me, I'm probably not even going to hear it. <laughs> yeah, and when when we were just talking before we started, I was going to say this, and I was like, God, well, just just start. But like, <laughs> I do that ADHD thing. I want to know if you do too, both mm. of you. But I do that ADHD thing where like somebody asks me a question, and I say what? But I heard the question. It's just my brain is still processing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely done that. Like as soon as you say what, you're like, oh no, wait, I know what they said. Or as soon as they start saying it again, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard you. Yeah. 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 No. And then you and you and then you interrupt and answer their question and they're like, what the fuck, dude? Exactly. Like 
if you heard what I said, then what are you doing? Yeah. And I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that happens to me what sometimes. The people in, what the people in my house have gotten used to hearing is, uh, I'm sorry, your English wasn't English or something like that because... <laughs> Like the words will like the all the sounds that people make that are English will suddenly not parse in my brain where like I'll hear what they say. Like I hear them making sounds, but my brain is not turning them into words anymore. So I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm just like, fascinating. Can you please repeat that? Like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, that's what I do. It just doesn't our brain doesn't it's like it hears it, but it doesn't process it right away yeah yeah it takes yeah. a second yeah I, I feel like that has something to do with uh you know the mm -hmm. the hierarchy of what's going on in your brain and your brain is doing something else or not doing something else and so you just kind of you're caught off guard and you know it's like when somebody mm -hmm. calls your name and you're like turning around and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah 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 because you're not expecting it mm -hmm. exactly yeah 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 so uh, for anybody listening that might be a spouse or a partner or a friend of somebody who has ADHD, but you don't have it yourself, maybe like call their name and wait a second. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. What's next on the list? Okay. So next is uh, find it hard to follow through on instructions or finish chores or oh, duties. Yes. Following through is uh rough for me sometimes and oh, instructions especially if they were given to me verbally i'm not going to remember them uh i i i'm just a, <laughs> this is one thing i have like you know i'm old enough and i've seen this pattern enough in my life that i need things written down for me if i will not remember what someone tells me so that's just a a boundary now that i know <laughs> but yeah, yeah i will so unless I have a checklist of exactly what I'm supposed to do, I will I will definitely like forget instructions or skip things or do them in the wrong order. Yeah, I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next, uh, avoid tasks that require sustaining sustained mental effort. God, I mean, I avoid tasks that require no effort, you know, cleaning a cat box. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't require any brain cells. <laughs> oh, but boy. yes, if there's something, God, especially if there's something that requires mental effort, like, uh, you know, what are some adulting tasks? Getting your taxes done or polishing up a resume, you know, shit. It's like, you know, you're going to have to put some thought into this. Yeah, it's hard to do this. You gotta, I think what maybe a tip for that is just break it into smaller pieces if you can, or just get it started, even if you don't finish it. Or hire somebody to sit next to you and do it for you. Or that. Yeah. Don't do your own taxes. <laughs> just go to an accountant. <laughs> right. Pay me to, to write your resume. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Delegate if you can. Okay. Uh, have difficulty organizing tasks and activities. Oh, yeah. Doing things in sequence. Yeah. How do you know what to prioritize? How do you know that? I mean, uh, 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 does it just come naturally to people? Because, you know, if you've got a big to-do list, where do you start? Where, how do you know? It's difficult. <laughs> and then you just have task paralysis <laughs> and you can't do any of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, prioritizing, wow. I don't I don't have that tool, you know, I mean, unless there's something obviously that is urgent and needs to be done. I'm not going to be like, oh, I should pull my weeds before I take my kid to urgent care. But, you know, some things are obviously priorities. <laughs> but like if you just have a bunch of shit you need to get done. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I feel that. Uh, lose things necessary for tasks and activities, such as everything you own, Ellen. <laughs> That's another thing I've just learned about myself, and so I'm I'm pretty, you know, I, my my keys go stay in the exact same spot in my purse, and but uh, one thing I do lose constantly is my phone. That's something you'll just hear me say. That that's probably the phrase I utter the most in my house. Where's my phone? <laughs> 
always that's why you got to get an apple watch that has the like you push the button and it bings your phone oh yeah i just have we just i just have the amazon echo and so i just tell it to call me but then if it's on silent then i can't hear it and oh but see that's why the apple watch (laughs) bings it even if it's silent (laughs) jen is little bit shaking her head because she has an apple watch i know you guys are you got you got me wanting one now you can see your doorbell on them and you can uh, yeah. Hey Apple, <clears throat> this is a uh... <clears throat> yeah, yeah yeah. If you want to, you know, if you want to send placement. send Ellen an Apple Watch, you know, <laughs> Ellen will review it. Uh... I will. Okay, what was what was next on what was next on the list? Uh, be easily distracted by unrelated thoughts and stimuli. <laughs> you mean like just now? <laughs> Oh man! Oh my god! Yeah, all day. <laughs> I mean, I am the dog from Up. You know, squirrel. That's me. <laughs> you could be telling me something so important, and it's like if some if some intrusive thought enters my brain or something catches my eye, I'm toast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. So you're you're always just kind of fighting that, you know, like that's the ADHD tax, I think, is that we've got this mental load. We got to we know that about ourselves, you know, when we're in a conversation with someone and it's maybe a rough conversation or it's just boring and you're trying to, you know, you're going to be tired later, you know, from having to slog through it. It's rough on your brain. Mm, Yeah. Okay, last one. Be forgetful in daily activities such as chores, errands, returning calls, and keeping appointments. Oh God, yes. If I don't, if I don't put a reminder on my phone, I, it won't get done. Like this even happened to me today. This morning, I was like, I'm definitely going to remember to get cat food at the store after I <laughs> take the kids home from soccer. Nope, nope, completely forgot. Yeah, I got home and I was just like, what the fuck, me? Like <laughs> you were just thinking about that. <sighs> yeah, I'm just constantly. My brain is constantly sabotaging me. It doesn't matter how important something is. Like it doesn't discriminate. It will forget important information. And so now that I, I just I know that enough that I I have to have reminders. Yep. Well, I mean, and it's good to know that about yourself. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was that was the inattentive type. Now I'm going to read the Ooh. hyperactivity and impulsivity type. And as you heard, I can relate to some of what Ellen's saying, but after I talk about this, I want to talk about why you can relate to both, but the mental processes are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So number one is fidget and squirm while seated. I'm shaking my leg right now as we've been going through this whole thing. Uh, leave their seats in situations when staying seated is expected, such as in the classroom or the office. This is why I work at a kindergarten and I work with kids, so I don't have to sit down. Uh, run, dash around, or climb at inappropriate times or in teens and adults often feel restless. Again, why I work with kids, because I have to be moving. You can it, climb it you me. can climb at inappropriate times anytime you want now that you're an adult. I know, I can climb yeah. a tree and it's I'm <laughs> like, I'm just teaching them how to climb a tree. <laughs> Uh, I grabbed a I grabbed a piece of grass and started making a whistle at one of my school. Oh, nice! I was teaching all the kids how to like make grass whistles, and uh, you know it's not it, it's not inappropriate because I'm the teacher. Now it might be inappropriate if I was like one of the parents who was there, like watching the event or the activity. So. <laughs> you know, but being the teacher, I got the power. Grass whistles. So. That's a good life lesson to learn or life life skill. Yeah, <laughs> you can, you're duck, duck call, duck call. Yeah. Um, be unable to play or engage in hobbies quietly. I think <laughs> my mom will tell you that me being <laughs> quiet means I'm asleep. <laughs> that's the only way. Yeah, that's that's my daughters too. They just don't shut up <laughs> unless they have an iPad in front of their face. Or, mm-hmm. uh, no, pretty much they're asleep mm-hmm. in the iPad or they're dead. Those are the only times <laughs> my children will be quiet. 
and uh, I feel the same. I was the same. So oh, I mean, I remember when you were like, how old were we when we met? 12? maybe 13 yeah. yeah yeah you were very very chatty like you've always you're always just been naturally chatty you know but i love that about <laughs> you because you've got really interesting that's... things to say oh thank you yeah that, that's coming up on this <laughs> <laughs> but yes i can totally i can see it i can see it how it manifested when you were a teenager basically yeah <laughs> So uh, next one is uh, be constantly in motion or on the go or act as if driven by a motor. Anybody who knows me knows that that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, she likes to move it, move it. I can't. I, I can't not be doing something. I, like you, it, Ellen and Jen are always like, what are you doing? Because I'm always doing something. Like, Meanwhile, my this, leg falls asleep this, because <laughs> I'm just in, yeah, in the same position for too long. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, in fact, why we got along as well, because you'd be like, let's go do this thing. And I'd be like, yeah, let's go do that thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> Impulsivity. <laughs> and uh, so next is talk excessively. Oh, I thought you already said that one. Or I, th- no, I, mean, I what, think that was what, coming up. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what was the attention other one? to details? <laughs> I'm like, we were just talking about that, though. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay, I will focus now. <laughs> next, next, answer questions before they're fully asked. Finish other people's sentences or speak without waiting for a turn in conversation. <laughs> Your brain moves so fast. I mean, I know, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's probably why you do it. Right. You're like, well, I already it, either like I did that ADHD thing and you already asked me the question. I said, huh. And then you're telling me again, but I'm like, I, I already heard you. And so I'm answering <laughs> or I know what you're going to say or I relate to something and I hijack the conversation. One of one of these, one of the above. <laughs> But that's why I'm a really good English teacher because I can ask so many questions and tell funny stories. And so there's never a quiet moment in my classroom. There's no awkward like mm-hmm. silence or anything. You're so, so perfect for I'm that all... job. Yeah. Excellent. I like yeah. my job. I love my job. Honestly. Okay. And then uh, have difficulty waiting one's turn. Mm. Um, if, if you don't know, um, Disneyland is the worst place in the world <laughs> for you because you pay a bunch of money to fucking stand in line i know there's mm-hmm. so much standing for hours oh yeah mm-hmm. so it's this, <sighs> disneyland is literally hurry up and wait the place of my nightmares mm-hmm. yep so and then last one, interrupt or intrude on others, for example, in conversations, games, or activities. <sighs> and I do that. So, um, <laughs> but you, the re- I feel like you know that about yourself by now, you know, like, yeah, you, you're so self-aware that I don't, I don't feel like you do that as often as maybe you used to. I don't know. Yeah. When I was younger, I definitely have much more of a problem with it, but I'm yeah, aware yeah. that I do it. And so I have to kind of like... Yeah, that's what comes with that's what comes with age is uh, yeah well self awareness and wisdom and being able to because I I teach English I have to wait for them to respond and sometimes they take forever and so it's taught me (laughs) (laughs) patience yeah (laughs) so I've learned to stop and Mm -hmm. listen you know <laughs> so it's not as bad as it used to but like i i am constantly being accused of being a motor mouth so uh, and oh. i feel like you know how uh, it, i mean I, i'm sitting here i've been wiggling my foot the whole time we've been talking uh i can't not be moving while i'm sitting mm-hmm. i i prefer to be standing i prefer to be doing something else i feel like my day goes faster i feel like everything's fine but i tend to talk quickly and I tend to stumble over my words a lot because my brain is moving this fast and my body is, and my mouth are just not keeping up. So uh, sometimes when you hear me kind of not making coherent thoughts on the podcast, 
a lot of re- a lot of times that's because my mouth is trying to catch up to where my brain was. That totally so, makes sense. But, yeah. And so the reason the reason I want to like kind of separate these two is because uh, I feel like how you would even though I forget shit all the time and I forget my appointments all the time. But mine is from a different process. Mine, I forget things because there's so much happening in my brain that I'm just like, well, this and then this. And I get distracted by something else to do. And then I have to be like, oh, wait, but I got to come back here. And so I'm still forgetting things, but it's a different process. For the inattentive type, it's like airhead. Oh, yeah. It's just not even there. It's not even floating around. Like in yours, you have all these little things like bing, 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 like little thoughts pinging around in your brain. And I'm a hamster just, on a wheel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at least at least that thought of whatever you need to remember comes across every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Mine gone. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have a problem like working on a task. I don't have a problem getting myself to do it if I can remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So once I remember it, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to do that. And then I do it right away. So you feel like your but- executive function is not like too big of an issue for you usually? No, it's, it's, for me, it's not so much executive function. It's prioritizing what I need to do and remembering. So recently, I think I mentioned this last week too, but like on my computer, I have a to-do list open in the corner of my computer and never shut it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Because that's just a constant reminder. Yeah. So I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do this. And so I keep adding and taking away as I get things done. But for me, it's not a process of getting myself to do something. It's a more of a difficulty getting around to it. Because mm-hmm. you're busy. To. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like even if I wasn't busy, I'd be busy. Because mm-hmm. I can't not. With something. <laughs> yeah. But I do have a problem prioritizing like what is really important and what's not. Cause right. I get like I was saying, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucked. Yeah. Usually it's when there's a deadline over my head or something that's like kind of forcing me to hyper-focus and get it done. And, you know, then there's like external motivation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just whichever one yeah. hits you first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know, cause it's like, oh shit, I forgot to do that. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that for this week and I didn't do it. And then I'm like frantically trying to get everything done. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people go about actually prioritizing what's important. Help us. I, yeah. Somebody who knows how to should Please. help us because yeah. this is like the blind leading the blind, you know? <laughs> like, Basically. I just decide what's crucial. Like, if I know that I have to, the, like, if I know that dinner's coming up and, like, there's a sink full of dishes and I have three other things to do, I'm probably going to do the dishes first and then do other stuff while I'm doing that. Oh, that's or, good. Like, like, while think, the dishes think, are running. Think ahead about, like, just think about what the rest of your day entails. And so what do you need to get done in order to achieve the next thing later? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Either see, that or, like, what's a that. long... What's a long process yeah. that like, like, let's say washing and drying laundry and like laundry machines, you know, because you put it in there, you you really only spend like 30 seconds putting your laundry in there, right? So mm-hmm. you then run it for, you know, I, I don't know, like 45 minutes and you can do something else while you're while that's running. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to go back to it. I feel like that's part of your inattentive brain that's saying that because my hyperactive brain can't stop long enough to even process. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe it is. That makes that makes <laughs> like, sense to me to uh, think about if there's any tasks that just need to get started and then they will finish on their own eventually, like throwing the clothes in the wash. Yeah. Just do it now. I'm also the else. only person on the podcast who's medicated, though. So mm-hmm. we can't forget that. Yeah. Yeah, like, that does that, help you. That yeah, might so be the medication. Tell us about, the, <laughs> tell us about your uh, combined type life experience, Ugh. Jen. Oh yeah, what's the what's what's the <laughs> for that? Oh boy. We- well, the the entire list would would be what my early life looked like. <laughs> so <laughs> all of those things that 
Ellen struggles with, plus all of those things that Annette struggles with. So instead of having, you know, nine of one or nine of the other, I have 18. Mm, you are so <laughs> blessed. Oh, so blessed. Yes, it's it's lovely. So when I was a kid, I just remember, and, and also a teenager, I remember feeling like I was getting blamed for stuff a lot that wasn't my fault or that I didn't do because I couldn't like slow down to realize what I had actually done in the first place to get people upset with me. Um, I didn't realize that other kids didn't like to talk to me because I interrupted them all the time. I didn't realize that, um, you know, some kids were actually kind of afraid of me because I was so impulsive. I just like jump off of things and run all around. And I was so busy and loud. Um, didn't think things through all of the time, but you know, from falling down and, you know, just kind of falling on your ass so many times with social situations or with, you know, something that's important, like big homework deadlines, I started to like manufacture these like little rules for myself or like little things that I'll do to cope with it. Like um, I didn't, I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD or medicated until I was halfway through my thirties. I think it's only been like four or five years that I've been on medication. So for that time I had to function as an adult in the world, despite having 18 different stumbling blocks to contend with every single day. So, um, like one of my rules for myself was always I put the thing in the same place every time, every time, every single time. I always mm -hmm. put the same thing in the same place every single time. I always go to I would always travel to work the same way every single day unless there was a detour or something like that because it's predictable. I know that it will take me 15 minutes to get there if I go this one way. It always does. So that's how I plan how I have to get how much time I have to get ready or like if my keys are always in a dish right next to the door, I will never fucking lose them because they're always right there every single fucking mm -hmm. time. <laughs> like but getting to the point where I could do it every single time took years. Years of me forgetting and putting them in a bag. Years of me forgetting and leaving them, you know, on top of a bed that got covered with laundry. And then I'm sifting through a whole pile of laundry to find a house key or something Ugh. like that. So, yeah, like, <laughs> so it took me a minute. It like it really did. Um, homework, whatever I was interested in. Perfect because I'd hyper focus and get it all done really fast, super fast. So I'd do all the things that I liked first so that I could have time to do the stuff that I didn't like, um, you know, most of the time. So, like, and also because probably because of the delayed gratification thing, because, like, you know, why would you leave the shit that you like most to last? <laughs> That's stupid. You would never do that if you can't delay no. gratification. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I just kind of, I guess, learned little hacks and workarounds, but it was really difficult because for a lot of my life, I felt like I was blamed for things that people didn't understand me, that I was having a lot of misunderstandings in communication. People were mean to me and I couldn't figure out why. Um, you know, it was really confusing. A lot of stuff seemed really abrupt. I couldn't figure out why I was always the different one in literally every social situation. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's just kind of how it was. It's so I nice. Know, I kind of feel that way too. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice to be able to have an, a, an explanation for why we're like this, you know, for why we didn't and doesn't make it easier no it doesn't make it any easier no. but at least we can take the morality element out of it you know it's like you're not yeah. lazy you have adhd and uh yeah like uh oh like well like i was telling you guys you know that post i saw on reddit about uh somebody was saying my boyfriend thinks i use my adhd as a crutch i just i loved the top comment that was like adhd is the missing leg like we need a crutch here you know yeah <laughs> we, we, yeah, are we, we need crutches struggling <laughs> yeah there's there's a legitimate like problem you know i mean it's mm -hmm. yeah. 
So give yourself a lot of grace and, um, you know, but I think a lot of us grew up with people calling us lazy or calling us, uh, you know, yeah. just negative airhead airhead. Yeah. Too chatty, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You're yeah. Ugh. And that Absolutely. stuff sticks with you. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes just... you doubt who yeah. you are. It it really does. Yeah. Like, am I capable of doing that? People call me an airhead all the time or a space yeah. cadet or an, or a basket case. Like what, Am I going to mm -hmm. be capable of doing these things? Can I really run my life? Can I control mm -hmm. my own destiny? Like, it just doesn't seem like it until you start really picking apart yes. what you're dealing with and then dealing with well, each and everything one at a time. Yeah. Personal story. Um, when I was a kid, I because my brain moves faster than my mouth and vice versa, <laughs> because I just... You know, they're just not connected. And it was pretty bad when I was a kid. And so when I was a kid, I'd find myself saying things, really stupid things all the time that like once, once my brain caught up, it was like, oh, but then I had already <laughs> said it. And so like, <laughs> so my dad, my dad always called me airhead. And my grandpa always called me airhead. Everybody called me airhead. And so, and I had a complex about that because, mm. you know, everybody thought my sister was so smart and. So like I, for a long time, it was like, even for reading in first grade, like my teacher was like, well, Annette, you got to read. And I was like, well, why? I'm stupid. Oh. Like, you know, I don't have to do that. And then, um, and then once she was like, okay, you really have to read. I was like, fine. And I read <laughs> like right away. Like I could read fine. I just didn't want yeah. to. Oh, and, right. but like, even now as an adult, I still struggle with, uh, feeling like I'm uh like I'm I don't I'm not smart or I don't live up to mm. my scholastic aptitude or imposter syndrome you know, even, a little bit maybe oh I have full-on imposter syndrome <laughs> I'm sure of it um yeah yeah like in yeah. my mu in in singing <clears throat> in teaching and everything I'm like I don't know why I'm here like mm -hmm. you know I think it's yeah. really hard to see all the things that you've accomplished and how you got there. But like, I don't know, I have it pretty bad. And so I have, mm -hmm. I also have RSD, like rejection sensitivity dysphoria. I also have that really bad. And so mm -hmm. I panic over any little interactions that I have to have with people. And I wish, I wish I could just like shut my brain up because it'd make living my life so much easier. Mm hmm. I think it's just so yeah. important to know yourself, you know, get to know yourself and really, you know, see those patterns in your life over the years. And um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but, you know, just I feel like we need to give ourselves grace for our, you know, quote, flaws, whatever our our ADHD traits that show up. We need to give ourselves a lot of grace for that. But we also need to like you know, be resilient and overcome those and find ways to have a really successful, healthy life, you know, whatever we want and not just like yeah. succumb to go to those and, and be like, well, I'm just, that's the way I am, you know, like. But you know, when yeah. the most fucked up things about ADHD, let me get into this. <laughs> One of the most fucked up things about ADHD <laughs> is when you have, when, when you are a perfectionist, because that kind of does come with the territory for mm -hmm. ADHDers, some of us, mm -hmm. you're a perfectionist, so you have to do everything right, but your brain won't let you. What do you yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I, I can't relate to this. Like, explain, explain more. Yeah, because you you have a, an idea in your head that everything has to be done perfectly, that you should be perfect, that like this should be mm -hmm. done perfectly. Okay, but the way that your brain chemistry has you set up it fundamentally sets you up for failure every single time. Oh, I see what you're mm -hmm. saying. Okay. So yeah, I'm thankful that my brain gives me a lot of grace for like, let's say clutter. You know, I don't really notice a lot of clutter in my house or other people's houses. It doesn't bother me. And so I'm not sitting there thinking, Oh God, my house has to be perfect. I have to get it done, but my brain won't let me do it because executive function. I'm just like, I'm cool, you know. <laughs> so that's not really good yeah, either. But yeah. yeah, I do the opposite. I see I what don't, you're saying. I don't yeah. see the mess. That is fucked up. I don't up. see the clutter. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't see the clutter and I don't see the mess. Mm-hmm. I don't see it when I'm doing other things. It just yeah. doesn't exist. It's like I, I have tunnel vision. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon as I notice it, it's like, ah! and then, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I can relate to yeah. that too. With me, the way this plays out is like, you know, like story writing, a lot of writers will compare their writing to like the stuff that they'd written before, which is logical because, you know, you're you're learning, you know, you are trying to compete with your own skills. Basically, it's not, (laughs) you know, you're just like, okay, well, I wrote this three years ago and oh, this thing that I wrote this week is so much better. Look at how much more advanced that is. But someone like me who has, you know, the perfectionist tendencies will instead compare their writing to something that like a literary master had written. So like, <laughs> oh, no. so instead I'll be like, oh, OK, well, you know, w- w- since I am writing a fantasy story, why don't I compare my writing to, I don't know, J.R.R. Tolkien? Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> so, easy. so, you know, I go in thinking, oh, see, my writing sucks because it's not like this mm. guy who did this really, really great thing. Oh, you um, hold yourself to a really high standard is what you're saying. Basically. Super, super fucking high standard. Yeah, that's like unachievable, especially on your first draft. You expect you you absolutely <laughs> irrationally expect the first draft to come out sounding and looking like fucking, fucking Tolkien wrote yeah. it and then <laughs> and then you're you know and it's a com- giant steaming pile of shit absolute shit yeah like it <laughs> you can't even paint it gold you still have to deal with the smell like it just <laughs> like oh, it, it's awful <laughs> like first drafts are awful no matter how advanced you get, your first draft is always going to be a dumpster fire compared to the to the completed pro- uh, product. So, you know, you should be comparing I mean, you yourself be to yourself. <laughs> huh? I mean, delusional. You, you could just be delusional, like, you know, the American Idol contestants that get on and, like, can't sing for shit, but they're like, I'm the greatest singer ever. Oh, I mean, I've run into some of those. They're entertaining, but also they're <laughs> highly explosive. So, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, there, it seems like that does happen in the writing world where somebody will be like, I am the greatest. And usually you can tell them from a mile away because they'll make Facebook posts that, you know, you can just, it's like you're reading it and you imagine a Victorian era voice in your head while you're reading it. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. how, you know, it's one of those oh. people. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I saw something. I saw something on the AD, on the ADHD women subreddit. Somebody was sharing this story about how they kind of hyperfixate on hobbies and get really into them, and then they start to like think of themselves as like like they think they're going to be the greatest. Like they started writing songs, and they and in their head they're like, "Oh, this is going to be the greatest song ever!" Like they they get so amped up and think it's. I, I, I thought that was really interesting. I wonder if that's an ADHD thing where you. You get these really high, yeah, just high expectations of yourself, high standards and high expectations Maybe. sometimes. If you're if you're hyper focusing on something, yeah, like it's gonna be the best, it's gonna be perfect. I don't know. Oh, this is why I don't do any of my own studio work because <laughs> I hate everything I do. I hear every little thing, and I will delete it all. Oh, and burn it bullshit that it is too critical. I don't like it. I don't. I don't self-promote on Facebook or social media. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to because I guess I'm a singer and that's, you know. You do have imposter syndrome, yo. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I I just, I don't like it. I, I hate, I hate advertising or promoting myself. Yeah. Same. Same. The bane of my existence. Like it, it leaves it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's like, if I could hire somebody else to do it, I'd be like, go for it. You do all this. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. It feels so raunchy to do yeah. it. Like, it feels icky. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it, it has all the ick. Yeah. 
It does. I struggle to do stuff like that too. And I wonder, like, I, I, it's funny because if you think about the qualities that we're dealing with that make us ADHD, we, we all have very vibrant personalities and like, we could probably like super perfectly promote ourselves if we hadn't lived through decades of people telling us we were too loud, too flamboyant, too emotional, to this, to that, to the other, you know, whatever, you know, sticking all the labels on us. And so now it bothers us. And I wonder if that's also where our, our, uh, our perfectionism comes from, from years of, I should have gotten the right answer, except I forgot this one crucial detail. God damn it. I'm so stupid. Mm -hmm. I got it. And so like, you know, the correct answer or the right way to do it seems like an unattainable goal because you keep missing tiny details. So then you just learn to have a super high expectation of yourself to combat the fact that you will miss a detail if you don't have that. So I kind of wonder. I'm not sure if I totally followed that, but yes, totally. Yeah. <laughs> my brain my That's brain okay. is just different. Real moment. Real moment. Real uh, moment. I tuned out halfway I, I, I tuned out halfway through that too. <laughs> I have ah, no idea. Shit. <laughs> Over talking again. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it was my brain. I was having trouble I was no. having trouble conceptualizing what you were saying. Okay. And I was like, I heard I heard we've spent all this time. Uh, people telling us we're this, this, this. And then I started like imagining this ad campaign with somebody with tape over their mouth with all the things that they said about it. Ooh. Like people oh, like wow. all over their body and then just like flipping off the camera. Oh, and, uh, that's so yeah. creative. Like so that's sorry. True, I, like, <laughs> no, that's true. People tell yeah. you, people tell you who you are and then you can either choose to make that part of your identity or tell them to fuck off. Yeah, so you you decide. I, I wish I could tell. I could have told people to fuck off a long time ago because I feel yeah. like I would just be like me- in a more mentally. Oh place. yeah, it it wasn't until honestly the past few years, you know, and I turned forty last year. Like uh, it wasn't until the past few years that I really started to like trust myself and trust my voice, my internal voice, you know how I feel about myself. It's always before that I've always relied on what other people have told me who I am, you know? And it's like, that's like, that's the, I feel like that's the trap of youth though. It is. And growing up in a church doesn't help either, but yeah. yeah. But (laughs) yeah, it's like, I, I, I fully applaud young people who know who they are. They like Mm -hmm. do it. They do what they feel like they should be doing. And it's like, because all I did, I just listened to what everybody said all the time. And yeah. I grew up with like lots of, I I didn't think I was a good person at all. I mean, mm. nobody in the church would accept me fully, you know, because I was too noisy or I was too showy or I was this, that. Like I didn't get to sing at church. I'm a singer. They didn't let me be on the worship team at church because I was just too big of a personality, I guess. I But like, wow. there was... I yeah, don't, I don't remember that, but I believe it. Yeah, yeah, I remember like, it. Arlen, like in the, the little the pastor of the church. There. Yeah, the pastor of the church and the worship leader both said I couldn't because my dad was like, "Well, Annette sings, and you need a singer." So why and your you dad was on, on the there? fucking and worship team. Yeah, so, so my dad said, "Yeah, my dad said," and they said, "She's not. She she hasn't grown up enough yet." And they just oh my god, like that, so. you know what? If we're too much for some people, then they're just too small. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what I've Things been saying. Things that it's for easier really to say when time. you're 40. I know it is. It is. When we were when we were 16, 17, we're just like, okay, I guess that's how it is. I mean, sometimes you don't yeah, I really, think have, I was the you don't one really out of... have as much agency either. Yeah. What'd you say, Jen? I, I'm pretty sure I was the one out of three of us who went to school every day with both middle fingers up in the air, like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and fuck you and fuck all of you like there were some days when like I was just so so mean to certain people who would be mean 
to others who were either like me or other people around me because, you know, they had some kind of disadvantage or maybe they didn't have wealthy mm -hmm. parents or whatever it was. And I used to rip those people a new asshole or, or just nice. make them feel like shit on the dailies. <laughs> Just, yeah, like it, it got to the point where I was like, I actually had to have kind of a, a heart to heart with myself in adulthood because I realized I had fallen into the trap of bullying all the bullies. Yeah, that, is and, the, that is the trap. That, yeah. When, when, yeah. You get in, when you choose to follow that like negativity and hate and you get sucked into it as well. It's a trap. Yeah, yeah, you can totally get sucked into it. And it seems so seductive. Like, look, I'm doing the right yeah. thing for other people. But are you? Vigilante justice. Or are, you, or are you just, you know, blowing off steam in a way that you find socially acceptable? Have you just found a loophole? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And then those people, so. those people will grow up and become adults that just gossip about other people and criticize other people all the time yeah. and avoid those yeah. people they are toxic yeah yeah and you know yep. for the young people who are listening and you know it's hard to get to a place to be okay with yourself and living with adhd is really hard and being able to accept yourself accept your failures accept your successes you know yeah. it's, that's not easy and and, you know, as we we have become older, we are getting more comfortable in ourselves and who we are. But that's really difficult for young people to do. So, just, so hard. Like, don't feel disheartened that you, you're not there yet. God, I mean, yeah. I remember being in my 20s and just feeling like just, oh, you feel so insecure. And you're always thinking about mm -hmm. what other people think. You care so much about other people's opinions when you're young. And yep. it's just so nice to be old and not give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Such it bliss. It really gives you some. Yeah. It, it give, well, I mean, I still give a fuck, but. I mean, I do too, but I don't let other people's opinions about my life really uh, impact my decisions anymore. You know, I've learned mm -hmm. to. I, I feel like I know myself well enough now that I can trust myself. And that took a long time, you know, a lot of therapy and soul searching and whatever, yeah. but I'm getting there. Yeah. I feel like I selectively give a fuck, like, you know, strategically, <laughs> like if I know that I have to give a fuck about something like, let's say uh resume, you know, I have to give a fuck about what the people on the other end of that are going to think mm -hmm. it's required. <laughs> So, yeah. um, you know, I give a fuck about that because it's important to my life and it will impact the quality of my life. But, you know, if somebody on the way into a job interview says, oh, you, your pants are a half inch too short, be like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> who the hell asked you anyway? Maybe I like them like that. Like, <laughs> so just let it roll off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just so yeah. my my attitude is kind of variable and, and highly dependent on the circumstance. <laughs> and I have tried to not get upset at myself when my ADHD strikes and I forget something, you know, like I forgot to get the cat food. You know, I, it's so it's so easy to get into that like, God, I'm so stupid. You know, I always forget. It's easy to get into that mentally and beat yourself up. But I feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm like, ah, that's all right. That's just your ADHD, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're okay. Perfect place to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, the goal. I mean, obviously, if, if I screw something up that needs to be fixed immediately, I will. It's, uh, but, you know, yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's good to just have grace for yourself, you know? Yeah. Like think yeah, about think, think about really what what would you say to your best friend if they made a mistake, you know, some or someone you love. You know, talk to yourself like you would talk to someone you really care about, you know, be nice to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. That sounds mm -hmm. nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 
If you're out there listening and you're going, oh, well, I can pretty easily identify which one of the two uh, of, you know, like the two main groupings of ADHD I am. Yay. Congratulations. You probably don't have 18 stumbling blocks to deal with. <laughs> but if you waited until the until the end and you're like, you know what, I, I think I relate a little too much to everything. And then you heard what I had to say and you related to that pretty well. Well, I'm sorry. You just got 18 stumbling blocks to deal with. <laughs> so um, no matter how many stumbling blocks you have to deal with, you'll find that, you know, even somebody with 18 stumbling blocks can perform better in their everyday life than people with zero stumbling blocks. Um, it just is so a matter of resilience. You know, how, <clears throat> resilience. resilience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People with ADHD are forced to be a certain amount resilient just to get through their everyday <laughs> lives. So we do have a little bit of a leg up in that department. We can force the resilience where we have to, and it might take some time and learning, but we can do it. If you're in a position yep. where you're, you know, really distraught about the effects of what you're seeing on your everyday life, and you don't think that you can just manage it by yourself, I highly recommend visiting a therapist or some kind of person who can help you diagnose the issue if you don't have it diagnosed yet um, or who can talk about medication options if you don't have medication accessible to you. Um, and so some people will go to like, you know, a, a like a social worker. It, it really depends on your area. Also in the country that you live in, um, because yeah. a lot of this will vary by country. Um, and by state as well, because certain states will allow certain types of practitioners to prescribe in one state and not in another. So you'll have to yeah. learn the rules and learn who you have to go to. But once you find that person, don't be embarrassed about it. It's just something that you have to do to get your life under control and feel like you have more control over what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. So... Is there any last words that you guys want to add to this today? Hmm. Uh, I guess I would say if you are the hyperactive type, you feel like you, you, you are a human battery. That's not a bad thing. Use it as your superpower. Oh, that's yes. good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And with Ellen's inattentive personality, she's really good about giving herself extra grace where me and Annette would fail miserably at that. Um, so. I'm not saying all. I'm not saying all inattentive people are like that, but I think that that's kind of the the lazy part of our brain. You know, it's like I don't know if it's what it is. Apathy. Who knows? There's so much going on in there, but there's so, yeah. <laughs> We're just. Um, I think that, uh, at least for, yeah, personally speaking, my brain's just a little quieter. So, yeah. Yeah. And after growing up the way that I did with, you know, all those hurdles and not understanding situations, I found in at this point in my life that I actually perform really well. And, um, you know, in many cases, better than neurotypical people simply because I've had to put so much more focus on things like details and time management and success tools. And so I've got all mm -hmm. this stuff to help out where some people don't. And um, I know how to use my tools and my personal rules for myself so that I can navigate hard situations. Um, and you can relate so to people. You can relate to anyone with ADHD you know, yeah, you, you, I, I really can because yeah. like, you know, you when, feel it when all. I do, I very deeply feel <laughs> it all. It is like, <laughs> and I can relate to pretty much anybody who has it, but maybe not everybody who has ADHD can relate to me because I have both. So, um, <laughs> you know, fun math as applied to ADHD or whatever the transitive mm -hmm. property or something doesn't apply. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the transitive butt property or something. Um, <laughs> Ooh. But anyway, um, so yeah, visit a counselor if you or a therapist if you need one or a psychiatrist if you need medication. Um, 
And yeah, good luck because it's a journey. And on the other end of it is like definitely a brighter spot. So um, just know that as you're going through, because sometimes it's frustrating. Um, yeah. Get to know anyway, yourself. Yeah. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening again. Um, we love having you here. Just, you know, being a part of our evening. So, Basel Tov to you all. <laughs> Basel Tov! <laughs> <laughs>